What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back. All the smoke. Day two in NYC. We had a good first show. Killed it. Now we're blessed to have this man right here for our second show. Man, the founder, the originator uh, of the Wu-Tang and several other things. Uh, but man, welcome to the show, Risen, man. We appreciate thanks, you. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate, you appreciate your there. time, uh, man. Thanks for inviting me. So we were just chopping it up while you was uh, getting freshened up with the cut. So you're working on... Uh, Episode, what, four or five of season three? Yeah, we all we anticipating the, the drop. Well, thank you, thank you. Episode five, we are uh, production of that right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's going to be crazy this season, you know what I mean? We're going to really go into the success of war. Wow. You know, we've seen the struggle. The grind, yeah. We've seen uh, all the paperwork get engaged, you know what right. I mean? And now we're going to see how that unfolds. What happens when you sign a five-year contract, mm. you got to keep up to your joint, you know what I mean? We seen in relationships, men too. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We yeah. be at that point now, yeah. everybody getting along. Yeah, we actually uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that when Wu Tang do albums, we would come together and live in the same location. Oh, really? You know no. what I mean? So we started out here, we did it in LA. 
Um, at one point, we just all living in Oakwood apartments. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. We turned the Oakwood into a project. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but um, when we do that, it just keeps that energy close. Right. So this season, you'll see that. I think I think it's a it's kind of like a basketball camp when you think about it in mm-hmm. reality that everybody got to be together and yeah. go to do, go to the studio and come back. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna show that this season. So what is it like? I mean, you're you know you're producing, you created, you written for, but what is it like going down memory lane back to the start? Because we've been talking about a lot so often, we don't appreciate what we've been through, uh, the ups, the downs, the celebrations, the struggles. So now going back and kind of giving the world another look at, you know, we all saw the outside, now we're seeing the inside. But what has it been like for you personally reliving that? Wow, that's a good one, y'all. It's, I mean, it's both, right? It's, it's beautiful and it's ugly, right? The beautiful things, you know, you kind of feel accoladed, like, wow, I did that, we right. did that. But the ugliness is like, yo, we we definitely came from, a, a, you know, a struggle, a lot of, you know, violence, a lot of loss on the way. You know, so some of those things definitely, um, you know, hit you in the heart. But the beauty is if you live through a story or live through a part of life and you're blessed to share that with somebody else, mm-hmm. hopefully somebody else will be inspired and they'll see that and they could jump over that landmine because mm-hmm. you're like, yo, it's a landmine right, right there. Look so. out. Um, real quick before we change directions, can we do you have a, a date for the drop of season three yet? I think we're going to I think it's I think it's going to be more like January. January you know? of 23. Yeah, yeah, 23. Yeah, okay. Let y'all wait a little bit on that. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. Anything else you have going on on the television side? I mean, you know, I mean, I just stay creative. You know, right. I mean, you might catch me on a movie. You might Minions. catch me on the Minions coming out. <laughs> That's kind of funny, right? Because uh, my son's, you know, when Minions first came out, my son was young. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I mean, I think it started with Despicable Me first, yeah, right? Then yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy that. Uh, this year, you know, I'm one of the voices up in the joint, you know what I mean, talking and whatever. But that's the blessing of our art. We just continue to keep building and um, you'll find yourself in unique places, yo. Mm-hmm. How you like doing voiceovers? I mean, voiceovers is like, that's, come on from the studio. Yeah. Like, that's like spitting darts, yeah. you know what I mean? So voiceovers is like easy, easy work for me, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I do it for free, you know what I mean? But they <laughs> yeah, pay they me. for it, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you've been blessed to just stay busy since like we see on the show since the beginning, but even though you weren't always out and about and always forward-facing, you've always been consistently, whether it be creating, producing, acting, voiceovers. Um, do you ever just think about just, man, like like I said, understanding and kind of giving yourself like, damn, I did, did a lot of great shit during <laughs> this time because you have, and it's something, you know, we all look up to you and mm-hmm. just love to see you, similar to Snoop, to be just be able to stay in the game so long and be relevant and continue to press, you know, uh, you know, give give positivity and and show people you know there there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean when you kind of recognizing yourself that you are unique. You know, you each every person is unique. Right. Knowing your words. You know what I mean? And then you realize as an artist or as a talent that you could take that talent and that mastery and apply it to other things. Right. You know, you you it's, it's your duty to do that. You know, I remember when I first started when I wanted to be a composer. I was like, yo, there's no, it's not a lot of black composers, first of all, but mm-hmm. it definitely ain't no hip hop composers. Right. And I got a lot of kids that's buying drum machines and trying to figure out how they gonna eat. And they can't all fit in the right. in the bucket we got already. So so I started to leave footprints like, yo, you could go left and find some oil. You could go right and find right. some oil. You don't have yeah. to keep digging in the same spot. So I felt like that's that was one of my callings in life, was to always continue to show inspiration and to show 
that we got the power to break stereotype. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, yo, you can't do that, you know, because you're from the hood. You can't do that because you don't got a master's degree. Right. You can't do that because you black or you can't do that because you hip hop. It's like, nah, son, I'm going to crush all of those stereotypes right. and I'm going to do the best wrong. on the talent yeah. that I've acquired. Yeah, you got to see it to believe it. Is it is it true that you're working on a biopic about ODB? Well, the biopic, yeah, I've been working on that for a minute. Um, having some ping pongs on that because you got other people that's in his life yeah. as well trying to do the same thing. So, you know right. what I mean? It's like, mm. may the best man win. Yeah, man. Right. Hopefully right. worked out. We right. need that. We got a chance to see it from watching the show. But uh, RZA Presents, Bobby Digital. Mm. How did that, talk about that and, and the experience behind that? Well, it dropped. as a character, Bobby Digital is one of my other art, artistic expressions. I got, a, um, I got a graphic novel coming out, which I'm proud of. You know, um, whereas, you know, we took and kind of mixed Japanese anime with hip-hop culture, uh, Z-comics, and I put a soundtrack to it. You know, music is my second nature. Yeah. That'll be out, like, June 22nd, and uh, something very unique, and uh, something that, put on yourself, yo. Dope. Put that on yourself. Looking forward to that. All right. Brownsville, New York, in the 70s, 80s. What was that like? Come on, man. Brownsville. Listen, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson come I was from just Brownsville. About to say that. Hold on, Riddick Bowe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Mark Breland. All right, mm-hmm. let me. Fighters. Yeah, you know, say, you know fighters, what I'm saying? Yeah. Fighters. Yeah. Listen, real. you gotta fight. That's that was on the reality is the toughest streets I've ever walked in my life. You know what I mean? And and to get out of that is a blessing. You know what I mean? You're talking about projects after projects after yeah. projects, one block away. Tilden, Langston Hughes, Marcus Garvey, Van Dyke. I mean, Stone Avenue, back before it was Mother Gats. And it's like, you could just be cool in this building and get mm-hmm. done in that right building. Right next door. But it was, um, let, me say, let me say one thing about it, if I could elaborate a little yeah. bit. The crazy thing I learned years later, right, that before it was a black-populated project, the Jews all populated there. And I learned that from my buddy Eli Roth, because his father was like, I'm from Brownsville. I was like, you're from Brownsville? Right. He's like, yeah. But they got out, right? And they moved on to the suburbs and bought homes. I think one of the issues is the system, when blacks got in, the system kept us there. And then also we became complacent as if this is the place to be. Projects is for you to start. Right. It's low income. You don't got enough money. We pitch you here. But you got to build up out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It starts getting sad when it's like, yo, your grandmother is there because she's been there since her mother was there. You know what I mean? And, and I think, you know, there's a book called The Color of Law that I read that I think is very important to read, whereas the system has kept us there systematically, but then it's also the psychological complacency that we've... Yeah, that we've, Yeah, we got comfortable with. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, but um, I'm, I'm from Brownsville. Never ran, never will, yo. You was introduced to music at nine. What was, what was going on in your life at that time? I mean, music, hip-hop is my first musical love, you know what I mean? Then the Jizza, my older cousin, took me to a block party right in uh, uh, New York, you know, Bronx, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Boogie Down. Yeah, Bronx, the, you know, the birthplace of hip-hop. And uh, I heard it. I heard dip, dip, dive, so socialized, mm-hmm. clean out your ears and you open your eyes. You know what I did? I cleaned out my ears yeah, and I opened my eyes, yeah. you know? And I lived that. And I'll never forget hearing, hearing hip-hop and falling in love with it and uh, knowing that that was my calling. Who did you idolize at that time? Man, Cold Crush Brothers, mm-hmm. 
we had Dr. Rock and the Force MCs from, from Staten Island. We had um, Grandmaster Flash and, and Melly Mel and the Furious Five. Mm-hmm. It's like, it wasn't no records, it was tapes, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you couldn't go to the store and, like, let me get that record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like you had to go have a dub tape of, of, of it. Fantastic Five or the Fantastic Freaks, um, Poison Clan, man. Poison Clan. Fearless Four. Yeah, Poison Clan. I yeah, anyway, Poison. yeah, those were those were some of the pioneers. You know what I'm saying? Busy B, all of them. I had all those tapes. Mm-hmm. 70s was your favorite decade of music? I mean, 70s is definitely my, you know, my youth growing up and, and, and music being kind of new and expressive. Like, you got to think about in the 70s, we went from the singles or three-minute songs or two-minute songs to seven-minute songs, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, look at Pink Floyd giving mm-hmm. you all, all albums that was more thematic or The Doors or or Marvin Gaye giving you what's going on where it's a whole thematic to the album. So mm-hmm. the 70s opened up a whole world. But hip, hip-hop and music, to me, I'm still in love with it no matter what. How did the time spending that you spent in Ohio with your mother shape you? Look, Ohio, North Carolina, all these different places of our country all got their own speed. Right. And they each got something to offer to culture. I was blessed, you know, to travel, like to see these places. Most people in my hood, they stuck in a four-block radius. Right. Um, so just going down south and seeing cornfields and tobacco fields, and I used to pick tobacco, yo. You know what I mean? Mm. Since just doing that or going down to Ohio and seeing that steel mill culture in the mm-hmm. Midwest culture, all these things help, help, help spark me, you know? Like, they didn't have triangle pizza, yo. You know what I mean? They had the square, <laughs> they had the square slices at the Carlos or whatever, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, thanks. When, uh, obviously, hip-hop is your first love, when did you feel like, okay, this is, a, I want to make this my career? I mean, even if it wasn't my career, it's what I do every day. Mm. It's like... You know, I definitely had a, you know, when I heard Sugar Hill Gang on the radio, I knew that I could be on the radio. I knew it, you know what I mean? And when I, you know, eventually started hearing, you know, the pioneer grace before me, Rakim, KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, and the content of their lyrics versus what my pen was doing and what my music was doing with Marley Marl, Lars Professor, uh, Prince Paul, all the all this different energy was 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 a spark in me like yo I know I could do this too I'm living it you know what I mean and then even when when you think about when um you know of course Run DMC but then when Dre and NWA and them bought it from that side you know what I mean it was like yo this is the country uh-huh. this is this is real right this ain't like just New York and so you know I, I not only knew I was could do it as an artist I realized I could do it as a businessman. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, that's the last thing. I mean, obviously, watching the series, like, you, you you, were always the business side of it. I mean, obviously, before Wu hit, you had your solos, a little bit of solo stuff, had some smaller groups. But what in you kept you driving to bring everyone together? Because we saw you had a hell of a time getting so many different personalities and egos and beefs under one building to create what you turned into history. You know, also, I was blessed to, like... Um you know, to be conscious of the Holy Quran, the Holy Bible, and, sto- and stories that men lived before me. I, you know, one of the one of the best stories is Noah. Right? He's like, yo, in order for us to survive, we got to all get on the ark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And far as my crew, Wu Brothers, you know, we was definitely at a point where street, drugs, crime, 
and poverty was was taking brothers away. You know All what I mean? Time, huh? Yeah. So it was like, yo, we gotta use what's naturally in us. You know, we said on the song Cream every week. We made 40 G's. Mm. You take 40 G's, divide that between a dozen people, right. yeah. ain't really that much. Right. You know what I mean? Now you put Wu Tang on a show, right? On a on a concert, you you're gonna get you could get up to a half an M in one night. Yeah, mm. right. All right? right. So as it says in the Bible, for every positive thing you do, I can multiply you by 10. Right. And so understanding that multiplication, understanding that that my vision was clear to me, you know, I just wanted to say that to, to all your or your, or your viewers, it's always going to be somebody in your family or amongst you that have got a clear vision. You know what I mean? Whether, or even, even the coach of your team, you know what I mean? The conductor of the orchestra, somebody got to have a clear vision and everybody got to be a witness and fall in line to that vision in order for it to manifest. And I was fortunate to have nine brothers who are alpha. Right. No chumps in woo. Mm-hmm. All right, alpha. Any one of them as dangerous as the other one, you right. know what I mean? Right. But at the end of the day, having knowledge of self and seeing that there's a common denominator and that, yo, the abbot, he's always been pure. He's always came through on his word. Right. And they bear witness to the vision, even though they couldn't see it clearly. Right. You know By end. They believed. Yeah, they believed. They believed. Um, assembling all nine, does, was there anyone early who kind of really stood out to you or that they kind of took that first jump? You know, you know it was a special Wu member... I mean, all special, but the first brother to sign on that dotted line is Method Man. I was just about to say that, yeah. You know what I mean? His loyalty is unquestionable. Shout out Meth. uh, Yeah, shout out to Meth. Shout out Dave East for killing it. Dave East is slaying it. He killing it. (laughs) He killing it. I mean, if you would have seen Dave East yesterday on on the footage we shot, uh, he had the whole motor... Like, I don't know if you've seen that video, Triant with Meth on the motor... So Dave, Dave is on the motorcycle with the... Stripe and the helmet, and I'm telling you, Killed. even for me, I was right. like, damn. damn. <laughs> that's yeah, dope. That's yeah. That look, him and his manager, yeah. they was like, yo. I was like, yo, it's like he's embodying the spirit of it, yo. Yeah. How important, I mean, since we're kind of over there, how important for it was you, because obviously this is a personal project, to find people that really fit who your group was. Right. You did a great job at that. And not easy, yo. You know, but we, you know, we combed through a lot of talent. Um, you know, some talent was already on their way to success, like Shameek Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think one of the best young actors in the game. He's he going to continue to grow. He's a beast. That's who we went to dinner with, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smart young man. Mm-hmm. Um, the brother that's playing Jizza was a discovery out of Staten Island, and his career is taking off from that. And he, he definitely had that spirit. Um, the brother playing Ghost, you know, he's a trained actor. Hey, he killing he's, it. He's killing it, son. Ooh. And he's, he, he's so trained at it, though. Right. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. Yeah. And then the dude playing the my brother Devine. Once again, Juilliard. Yeah, he killed yeah. So he's too. from Yale. Yo, he's like there a Yale go. graduate or something like that, right? And we found them on Broadway. Mm. Um, but and, and Aston Sanders playing me. A lot of people was, you know, like why choose Aston. And I say Aston, he has these eyes of an artist that no matter what, he's dedicated to being an artist. Yeah. And I think when I when I interviewed him. And I heard his story. He was like, "Yo, while people was he's from he's from L.A. He's not from New York. Mm, while people that. was running around doing whatever they was doing, he's the dude that was up in the art school, up in the art classes, and looking for something else to express himself versus mm-hmm. getting caught up mm-hmm. in what the uh, what the neighborhood was offering." And um, I just saw his eyes. I was like, "Yo, you might not have been locked up or shots bust at you. You know what I mean?" Right. But those eyes you are the see, eyes yeah. that I had, you know yeah. what I mean? Knowing that, yo, my art 
is pure and it's going to be my savior beyond everything else I was trying. And he's doing a great job as well. Love that. Love that. Okay, I kind of figured this out from the movie, but for people that don't know, how did you come up with the name Wu-Tang? Oh, wow, how we do that? That's, yeah, that's, let me, I mean, if you don't know that, Nah, right. But, <laughs> nah, but yo, we watched a lot of kung fu movies. You know what I mean? There was a movie called Shaolin versus Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Wu Tang represent the sword technique. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said our tongue is our sword. You know what I mean? And with that, we're going to chop heads off. So it was like Wu Tang Clan. First, it was Wu Tang Production. Right? First, I was like Wu Tang Production. That's going to be the name of my company. You know what I mean? Then Wu Tang Records, the name of my label. And then, nah, we're going to be the Wu Tang Clan. Right. I mean, then Wu Tang Management. So mm-hmm. we just kept going. But it was something about the spirituality of what that represented and something about the strength of what it represented in Asian culture. I felt that I could, um, I could um, you know, translate that into Western culture. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you did. First single, Protect Your Neck. Crazy. Yeah. Says it all, too, right? The experience, the experience making that. I mean, yo, we, um, you know, once again, it was never a symphony with that many MCs all in one group. Mm-hmm. And all giving you bars. It wasn't like somebody didn't give you bars, you know what I mean? And protect your neck was was our scri- our, our scream out or cry out to the industry, like yo, protect your neck, cause we coming for your head, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And at one point, you know what I mean? You couldn't even be in a club without yeah. Wu Tang turning it down, because yeah. it was definitely a lot of testosterone aggressive energy, yo. <laughs> Thirty Six Chambers was the debut album, ranked number one on the charts. One of the greatest albums of hip hop uh, all time. Going back and look at that album, did you know it was gonna be this big? You know, it's say hindsight is twenty twenty, but foresight is too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you believe I'm, in yourself, of course. Yeah, I, I foresaw it being great, yo. Mm. And I, and I, you know, people, I don't like to sound like as a grown man, as a father, and all that. I try not to be egotistical about nothing I say or do. But at that point in life, I was super egotistical, and I knew that the woo was coming through mm-hmm. and was going to break down and change the game. And I had no, I didn't have an inch of doubt. And whoever doubted it, I was like, you stupid. You don't see. You don't see it. You don't see. And I told executives that to their face. Because they was like, nah. After the first album and everybody having success in the first album, guys started to get solo deals. Through going through that time, like, what were you thinking? Like, I know, I know you was all for it because you wanted everybody to, to 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 do their own thing and stand on their own, but you also wanted everybody to to stay as a family while doing that. Right. What was the toughest part of doing that time? Were you trying to keep everybody together, but the solo deals are coming around? I mean, the toughest thing you're gonna face is before before it's money, because money sometimes don't become a problem when you grow from the same cut from the same cloth. Right. But what happened is, as you grow, you also attracting other people. I think the biggest thing is other people coming around the crew mm-hmm. and having their advice or their words put into you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, a lot of influences in life come from outside. outside. And eventually, you know, I always give a story of my man who was a, who grew up with me, one of my best buddies, still one of my best buddies, but he, uh, you know, we grew up, we used to sell weed together and all that, mm-hmm. right? But he joined the New York City Police Department, you know what I mean? And as years went on, he became more of a cop, you know, to, to the, and that's what he's supposed to. He's been in, and I, I was worried about our relationship, and I remember talking to my lawyer. I said, yeah, 
my buddy seems like I went into my house, I showed him my gun, and he was looking at it like, mm. like it was a collar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I said, you know, like, why is that? He's like, nah. I said, he's spending more time every day with police officers. As a cop, yeah. So that's where right. his mind becomes. So when you look at our crew as we growing and we become successful and we're spending time apart and other people are taking that space, yeah. they start whispering. You know what I mean? Proverbs say something about the be, be wary of the whispering man. Like you know what I mean? Because they whisper things into it. Yeah, and, and that became a problem, yo. It's still a problem. Yeah. You know, I think people face that problem in their lives. People facing in social media. You look on there and you start reading comments. You start taking a comment literal. You yeah. start affecting what, what you're gonna do next because what somebody said yesterday. You know what I mean? So I think that was one of the biggest issues. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Asian culture had a huge influence along with the martial arts um, with you. When did you decide that you could, like you said, you said earlier, you feel like you can merge that into the Western culture? Like, when did you kind of feel like, okay, I I really feel like I could take this and flip this into our vision? I mean, we all grew up watching Saturday afternoon Kung Fu theater, you know what I mean? I remember being a kid, and when Kung Fu movies came on, the whole neighborhood was empty Mm. for like two hours because everybody went up to watch the Kung Fu flick, came back out, started practicing, started throwing punches and kicks. (laughs) That's why me and DJ Scratch did an album called Saturday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater because... It happened in his neighborhood, too. Mm. It happened in... Uh, Kendrick Lamar was like, yo, that's how it was with his pops and things like that. Kung Fu Kenny. Right? So, um, knowing that that's part of our culture, you know, I just knew that it was going to resonate, yo. You know? The goodness of anything always works. You know, our show is called Wu-Tang, an American saga. An American mm-hmm. saga, You know what yeah. I mean? Because in America, you're going to get all these chambers. You're going to, look, right now, we, we, we lower East New York City, everybody. But you go a few blocks that way, Chinatown's right there, baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And trust me, some of that is spilling That's over right there. That's what my mama just yeah. told me. This is start, there's, Chinatown is starting to come this, this yeah, way. Spill yeah, spill right over, baby. Right, yeah. right. The 25-year anniversary of your second album, Wu-Tang Forever, is going to be celebrated soon. Um, what do you remember most about that album? Wow, that was one of Wu Tang Forever was an important album for us, our biggest selling album. It was done during tough times, though. You know, we lost a couple of hip hop icons. We had lost Pac in '96. Mm-hmm. We lost Biggie the same year while we was making that album. We, you know, seen him like moments, not moments, mm-hmm. but days before this happened and all that. And it's like, uh, I think we was like, it's important for us to make sure what we do remains forever. Timeless. It's important for us to put our, capture our spirits at this youthful age and, 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 and leave it on this vinyl and this wax. And um, it was important for us, and I think we lived it out. You know, mm-hmm. 97 is a year in mathematics. It means born God, right? Because nine is born, seven is God. And if you add nine and seven together, it's gonna to come to 16, gonna still give you a seven. Yeah. And so it's like, you gotta let God be born through you. You know what I mean? We was talking like that. We gotta right. let God be born mm. through us. Deep. You know what I mean? Let's 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 go. Let's let's don't let nothing take us here. Don't worry about 
if they like it or don't like it, we got to let it be gone, be, be known. And that's why you hear so many songs and you hear, you know, all the skits. What you doing? I'm studying my lessons. Call me back. Uh-huh. You mean mathematics, God? Yeah, uh-huh. like you hear, you hear that. You mm-hmm. hear the lyrics. You hear fusion of the five elements to search for a higher intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear all that stuff because it's like, yo, and we, you know, at that age and at that level in life, we have to capture that and record it, not for ourselves, you know what I mean? For the youth coming up oh, so they can have something, yo. And so it's an important album and I'm I'm happy that it was accepted. And I, it was the first time, to be honest with you, that Wu-Tang left the hood because when that album came out, it was the entire country responding to uh-huh. it. In fact, the entire world was number one in multiple countries. Uh-huh. And at one point we was like, yo, a lot of white boys here. But started feeling like what's going on, but then we embraced it. Like, nah, this is... They love us. The, the, yeah, the, and the truth is has no gender nor color. Right. Five plus five is ten. That's mathematics. Right. You know, it works for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. So is that kind of when you felt like that was kind of leading to my next question? Is that when you guys kind of feel like like your name is ringing around the world? Do you feel like that was kind of your, your real footstep in, you know, into the music space as far as like we here now for real. Yeah, that was the completion. You know what I mean? I, I promised brothers give me five years mm. and we're going to be number one, I said. I ain't say number yeah. two. No, you said number one. <laughs> I said number one. Yep. And you know what? It was number one. Mm-hmm. We made it. How has your fan base, <laughs> you, you just touched on it a little bit, but how has your fan base changed from when you first started to obviously the longevity you guys have had? Have you seen kind of different waves and... Yeah, you know, the cool thing is that, especially based on today's outlet of music and internet and digital and on our social medias, it's like I go to a Wu-Tang concert and I see three generations there. Right. You know what I mean? I see the pops, the son and the, and the, and the, and the grandson there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's a blessing. And especially, I say it's a blessing not because of the economic and the longevity stability of it, but it's a blessing because I know that within that product is something good there, something healthy there. Like that kid, that kid, gonna, he going to be all right because if he memorized right. some of this, that we had a, a song where he was like uh, casting stones, cracking the 206 bones and watch it. Like, it's 206 bones in your body. Mm-hmm. You can take that data. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One, one brother right. said 93 million miles away from, came one to represent the nation. Yeah, the sun is 93 million miles yeah. away from the sun. It's like it's facts and jewels and 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 ready to give up, but I seek my old earth. Seek your mother sometime who explain, working mm-hmm. hard to help you maintain. Mm-hmm. It's it's jewels in there. It ain't just like pop that bottle, you know what I mean, twerky twerk. Yeah. You know, what I mean? you get some of that, but it's a real life game too. Yeah, it's real life stuff in there. And I, I I love that a young man could get that in his life. You know, some some young people be depressed in their cribs, nobody to relate to. And then they hear, wait, they, they all in their comics and they feel like they, they're a weirdo. They go, wait, Method Man read comics? Uh-huh, right. You know what I mean? They playing chess, feeling like a square. Wait, the Jizza plays chess? Mm-hmm. Wait, ODB? You know what I mean? He crazy. And look what, right, look what he look, right. look all the things he was into. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that helps. And so that's how I feel about it. Dope. You got a chance to work with uh, Big Fella, our big brother Shaq in 94, helped produce a few tracks on uh, Shaq Fu. What was that like? Come on, Shaq. Come on, Shaq is super superhero, man. He's a super, he always been a superhero. Right. He just texted me. Yo, he's always been a superhero, yo. 
Yeah, you know I man. He picked me up in that video, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but how was it getting a chance to work? Oh, with it was. Him it was. Him, it see was him in a different space. No, nah, it was incredible, yo. We had a good time. We remained friends from the, from that moment. You know what I mean? Uh, the time we see each other, we just smile. You know, and look, he took it serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's. Let's talk about that for a quick second. You know what I mean? You know, I just want to compliment you too. Uh, you know what I mean? Because you mastered your craft. So as a master of your craft, you're able to join other things and master mm-hmm. and get into it. You're not, you know, you know, you guys ain't on TV shooting at a hoop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're on TV hosting, talking to luminaries, building your minds, giving, adding on the culture because you are culture. And so Shaq was that early. Right. He was able to, yo, come to the studio, get his pen, and he wrote his own. People was like, Shaq didn't write that. No, Shaq wrote right. that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He caught, he had some lines in there. I was like, yo, he had a couple of lines in there, yo. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so that's, 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 you know, he was, it was a beautiful thing to see that. And like I said, um, I think sometimes we don't, let's just speak on the outside now, we as, as different fields of artistry don't recognize the common denominator between uh, our other luminaries. Mm, right. And with Shaq, he was one of the first ones to let, let me realize that. On the court, he's a big, strong dude, but in, re- in reality, he's a fun-loving kid, big kid. Yeah, man. And you don't think you that because you never know. Like a giant. Breaking, breaking backboards and fucking people up, you yeah. never know. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. And so it's a blessing to see that, and it's a blessing to see right now. He's, I mean, he's like a comedian. He could have been a comedian. Yes. It's funny as Shaq is now, yo. Commercial, every single endorsement. Shaq is just someone who's got to protect Shaq at all costs. The big promoter. When you guys first started traveling the world. Um, as a group, what was that experience like for you guys to kind of get outside of New York for the first time and really start seeing the world through what you love doing, which is music? That was crazy. I you traveling the world. First of all, I'm traveling the world when I chose not to eat meat. All right, that was a bad decision. All right? Yeah, I tried it too. It I had right. a lot of cheese sandwiches, bro. All right? <laughs> it was a bad decision, yo. Uh, but... Um, you know, it was cultural, cultural differences, but the young people always got, you know, find a way, right? So you're going to have fun, you're going to get, you're going to have good times. But the cultural differences, I think, um, in the beginning was, 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 was worrisome. Like we wanted, we, we couldn't wait to get home. Mm, you know what I mean? Interesting. Couldn't wait to get home. But as time went on, maybe like, let's say by the time you get to the year 2000, 2001, and, and there's a shift in culture happening, you go back. And there's a veggie burger at McDonald's now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the people have got more hip hop into their system, it started to become a, a big joy, you know? Um, so in the beginning, yeah, it was tough. Germany was tough. Um, Sweden was tough. Switzerland was tough. Norway and Copenhagen, all those places was tough, you know what I mean? But now it's like a joy. Right. I love Berlin, yo. That's your culture, you know man. Yeah. Love Cop- yeah. Yo. yeah. Copenhagen, nice city. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go spend some time there. You got a chance to work with Kanye uh, on Dark Twisted Fantasies. Uh, thoughts on him as an artist and a producer and just kind of what he's given to this space as well? I mean, Kanye, you know, is a man who definitely moved our culture, um, took hip-hop culture from one degree and multiplied it into you know, fashion, uh, art, uh, a pure artist in all reality. So him being a pure artist, he plays in, in different fields, but he still plays at the highest level of art. And so he's successful in those fields. And, and he brings 
awareness to fields that we wasn't paying attention to. Um, you know, I had a, you know, I spent some time and I consider him a, consider him a brother, you right, know what man. I mean? And, and, uh, very, very, um, what's the word? Very, uh, I mean, I'm gonna use the word, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm his big brother, so I can say very right. proud yeah. of what he do and what he become, you right, know right. what I mean? You know, let me say something that the abbot was would say, you know, a law works and they say, they say a law works in mysterious ways, right? Best of all planners. The master planner. And it's mysterious because you just couldn't figure out the equation. But check out this equation. 50 Cent gets a flaw in his jaw from a shot, and Kanye gets a flaw Correct. in his jaw. But that flaw gives them the ability to change the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So that's from a flaw. Hip-hop was a DJ. The, the, the story is he held the record when his mother came in the room. And what, 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 what? And yo, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the break beats we sampled, talked to some of the producers who made this. It's like, oh, that was the break because somebody in the, somebody in the band happens, took a right? break. Yeah. Like, it's, he got tired and therefore you heard that. It's like the flaw. And that's the mercy of it. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to say that when I when I see Ye and I see what he he's he's achieved and I see that it 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 took off after a very life threatening situation. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And I could go back to myself. For me, it was jail. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, they wanted to put me in there. That was that that was gonna be my life. And I was like, nah, that's Mm-mm. not gonna be my life. And I turned, but I had to turn a different direction. So uh, proud of what he's doing. Proud of what he stands for in all reality. You know what I mean? And the controversy we sometimes get with him uh, is only fuel, I think, for a, for a mind like to be that. Great, yeah. yeah, it's fuel Continue for him. to be great, yeah. You produced New Day on Watch the Throne, one of my favorite albums. Uh, got a chance to collab with Jay. Uh, what was that experience like for you? Jay, what could I say about Jay? Like, met Jay, we was kids when we met. Mm, you know dope. what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, it's just like, you know? That's crazy. Um. I told Jay this. He, I said, you kind of inspired me one day. Um, he had did a remix. This is like 91, maybe. Like, I'm still Prince Joaquin. And not, you know, still hustling, not knowing, you know, hustling. So kind of in the middle of going serious or whatever. And he's, he, he had did a remix with Glenn Jones or something like that, right? And we ran into him. And he was like, yo, yeah, yo, I, see, I like that remix. So, yeah, yo. So it wasn't hip hop, but it was, he was like, yeah, they, you know, and they paid him 10 racks for it. I was like, you got 10, 10 G's for that? I was like, what? He's like, yo, yeah. I was like, man, let me go back and make, let me get back in this, back in the lab. Because 10, that's a, that's a, that's a half a brick back yeah, then. Yeah, back then. And so I told him, I said, you inspired me when I, when I was, because I was, because they gave me 10 G's for my whole deal. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got 10 G's for the remix. All right. Uh, let me go back and recalibrate this. You know what I mean? So. That's one other thing about our business and about our culture. If we could share our knowledge, share our experiences. Which we don't. No, nah, we don't. Not yeah, enough. Keep it to the hill. Not enough. Look, and I respect what you know, Snoop had the album, The Game is to be sold, not told. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Mm-hmm. But you got to tell somebody. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, yeah. so tell, tell your peers, tell your culture. You know what I mean? This world is, you know, this world is big enough, you know, even as Americans, you got 350 million Americans, all right? That means you got 7.5 billion not Americans, mm-hmm. all right? 
it's enough mm-hmm. to keep our culture and keep right. our thing tight right. because the world becomes our consumer, not each other. Right. So, nah, we're not against each other. You're right. Any <laughs> truth to you cleaning out your uh, beat machine and instrumentals and, and giving away to the likes of Nas, Busta, Ye, Talib, Kweli? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Talk to us about that. I mean, you know, just sometimes, you know, you just sitting on the abundance, right? You got to let it go, you know? So, Bus actually played me a couple of joints he did that sound crazy. I don't know what he what he's going to do with it, but he played two joints that he took from the uh, from the Yellow Machine <laughs> um, that mm-hmm. sounds crazy. And for, um, I mean, Nas put out the that mixtape he did uh, last summer. A couple of those was from mm-hmm. that, you know okay. what I mean? So brothers got it. It's like, for me, it's like whenever you're ready, eat, play. Dope. Play with it, yo. Have fun. Let's talk about, I want to talk about fatherhood a little bit. Yeah. Can we do that? Come on, Yes, man. of course. We all got, we all yeah. fathers. Jack got 18 kids, so let's You got 18 it. kids? <laughs> no, I got seven kids. Oh. <laughs> Not 18. That was a close. big difference. Yeah, I was close. You know who got 18 children? Papa Wu. Papa Wu had 18 children. They say old Dirty had 13. Ooh. Haven't met all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I got seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I like talking about fatherhood. Lucky numbers. Beautiful seven, numbers. Seven, seven. See how we do it? I'm doing a lot. Yeah, yes, I'm sir. doing a lot. Exactly. I got six. You got one more to one go. One more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got one more to go. Now, like, nah, I don't know, bro. You know, Nancy's going to watch this episode, too, because you're all <laughs> Baby, don't listen to that shit. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> That's funny, yo. <laughs> You know, now, know what's so crazy, though? Think about a generation before us when fathers mm. could have had a hundred and didn't care about one. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we, you know, I'm a, you know, we we products of, of that in all reality, you know, fathers, you know, that, you know, it's just, it's just with a generation of fathers not knowing how to love. And I, I'm, I'm proud that we do have a generation of fathers that do know how to love. Mm-hmm. It's not shy right. to say I love you. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I... I will say, you know, as a as a father and as a full blown man, that you need the mother and the father in the household. Mm, no question. And and a lot of you know, my father said one day to me, he was like, "Rappers don't got no fathers." And what he meant was that most of us, if we got a father, we didn't even talk about him because of the absentee, or and it's you know, and the same thing with a lot of ball players. You hear, yo, my mother, my mother, yeah. my mother, my yeah. mother. I'm I'm glad that we have a generation that the fathers are present, but I will say, for for the fathers who have children, and it's a, and and you doing the co-parenting, put your time in. You know, what I mean, I've seen the difference from from the childs that I had more time to give versus the ones I didn't. Right. You know, what I mean, it's a security, it's a security a child feels when it sees both parents there, and it has both yin and yang to let it understand both sides of that coin. Right. We, we, when we're sitting there, you know, and you have these baby mothers and, the, and she got to figure things out by herself, even though you may be mailing her a check, it's beyond a check. It's beyond a check. It's beyond a check, yo. It's a presence. It's a, it's a comforting feeling. Mm-hmm. I know it because I see the, my, my youngest son, he had the blessings of growing his whole life with his mother and father. Mm-hmm. And he's so balanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so balanced. My youngest daughter the same way. Yeah. He's, so I just want to say it's important. I hope that, you know, this the twerk generation, you know, we got lyrics saying, yo, do me and my man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's, you know, you're young, you're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. But I hope they realize that, yo, when you start having these children and having these babies, yo, 
that it takes man and woman mm-hmm. to raise that child. Yep. And you don't necessarily have to cut you off, but you don't necessarily have to be together. Like you said, the co-parenting is, is the new norm, and, and, and it takes a lot of work. And, and I think at times we forget because sometimes we may be beefing with our co-parent that there's a beautiful creation or two in my, you know, instance, you know what I mean? So to be able to, and I saw it with my kids, you know, because my ex-wife and I's divorce was very public and got nasty at some points, and you can see that affect the boys. And then now we're on a better accord and they have two safe houses and, 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 and four parents now right. that love and care for them. You see them starting to obviously, right. you know, come from that. So it's not always having them in the same home, but it's being having them on the same page. I agree 200%. And that's what, that's what I was kind of saying when I said my youngest, because me and her mom not together, but I wasn't together with my other kids' moms, but my youngest daughter mom let my let me be in my daughter's life. Mm. Like she lives with me most of the time. Right. But I didn't get that from my other kids because of different circumstances. But the relationship with her and, and, the, and, and everything she has, she's solid, right? She has the love for me. She know we both present. She know we there. Right. She can call me like yesterday. We were shooting. She calling me. Cash out, cash out, you know what I mean? But she know I'm here, Right. you know what I mean? And and I I know that means a lot because my dad, rest in peace, he lived five minutes from us, right? And we barely see him, but I didn't hold that against him, you know what I'm saying? Because me having kids by different women, I understand how I could be harder than how it looks, you know what I mean? So I just, I still gave him that same love, but just like you said, just being there makes a world of difference because my grandfather had nine kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's my, where you got it from? <laughs> that's where yeah. I guess, you know what I mean? So, that's where you got it from. So <laughs> it, it, but but it's, 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 it's not normal now. But when, before we was born and we was kids, it was normal. Oh, motherfuckers had all other families. Yeah, 15 kids. Yeah. I'm from 11. My mom's Ooh, had 11. So, that's a lot. But, but you're right, yo. It was, if, you know, if the relationship is not pure between the mother and the father, don't let that relationship right. affect the child. The child has no clue. No idea. Nothing to do with problem. it. You know, the sun, moon, and stars, as the Holy Quran says, we give you signs. The sun shines at day, the moon shines mm-hmm. at night, but yep. they both guaranteed to be there. Yep. You know what I mean? What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, CJ. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 
10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. We just kind of touched on it, but your thoughts on hip-hop, the state of hip-hop today? I mean, I love hip-hop, man. Hip-hop is feeding so many families. Way more. It's yo, you, I don't know if you up into the Afro beat of it all, like you know, beyond Burner Boy and 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 the brothers out of South Africa, Ghana. Hip hop has started here in New York now. City, yo, mm-hmm. where maybe 500 people knew what it was. You know what I mean? The first generation didn't even get a chance to to you know to buy a house off it, mm-hmm. and now it's spread around the world to. So many families are being blessed off it. So the state of hip hop, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Uh, the content of it, yeah, we need more substance. You know what I mean? But and the substance come. You know, you listen to Kendrick's new album, and he, you know, he's, he's, he's speaking as a man now. Mm-hmm. His album five years ago, he was still mm-hmm. growing from from from. I don't want to use the word boy, but still mm-hmm. growing from young adult to adult. Yeah, and so. If you give the artist a chance to get there, I think they'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when Lil Yachty was first out, and um, you know, I'm a lyricist, so I was like, there was no lyrics in there, you know what I mean? But then, as his music went on, he so started throwing some darts in there. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just said, you know what? Just give them, give us, give them time, yo. Give the artist time to evolve, but also push them to evolve. Right, right. All right? Don't some some men stayed in that cave. Mm. You know what I mean? Kept eating the meat raw. But those who took fire, they just so so pushed them to evolve. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 grateful for hip hop. I'm grateful for so many ways that is integrated into our culture. This is hip hop right now. To me. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what we're doing right here is hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? So bonk bonk. Any young producers out there that remind you of the young hungry Rizzo? <laughs> mm, nah. <laughs> nah, not there. Nah. Not there. They didn't have those same circumstances with just two seconds on a sampler mm. try to figure it out. They could sample for two days and go to sleep now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. anyway, but a lot of great talent, you yeah. know what I mean? Love that. And uh, rest in peace. You know, we, I, don't, I don't know if you want to this, but, you know, Metro Boomer just lost, yeah, lost his mom. mom. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. man, 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 rest man. Peace, yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. I know you're a big movie fan. Uh... 
how do you look at movies now because you're so entrenched? I know you uh, you were telling me a story about uh, why am I forgetting his name now? Kind of your mentor in the movie space, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin yeah. Tarantino. Talk to us how that relationship developed and just kind of how that changed your perspective of of, of the art. I was fortunate to learn filmmaking from Quentin Tarantino, right? Who actually didn't go to school for it himself, but is considered one of the greatest directors of our, of our time. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. And what I noticed from him is that uh, he, was, he watched the films with a certain eyesight. He actually watched the films the way I listen to music. Okay. You know what I mean? And there's certain parts that, that hits you a certain way. And when I noticed that about him, I, I, saw, I saw this common denominator. And so I asked him, could he help teach me how to become a film director. And he did, and, and I, I am. Um, the thing is, if I could summarize that for anybody, here goes some game for you. I think every film ever made has something to offer. And if you are an artist looking for to be in the filmmaking world, you should be able to detect that, all right? And I'm gonna give you two examples. Of course, if you watch Star Wars, and it's a galaxy far, far, far away, and you see them with lightsabers, but they're still dressed as if it was 1500 feudal Japan. And instead of the sword being a sword, mm, it's a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. But then if you go, okay, that movie teaches you that time and story could be placed anywhere. But then there's a movie called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Okay? <laughs> this film is just a stop motion movie where tomatoes are moving and the guy must have kept taking the tomatoes and moving them. Listen, the toughest film you may ever watch in your life. But what I learned from that film is that somebody still gave him a budget. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tell story. And so, no, <laughs> so no idea can't be born to fruition. You know what right, I mean? Right. Keep going. Over decades, you've worked through different lanes, uh, through song, video, film, uh, more recently. Talk to us about how many different ways and how much you enjoy just the storytelling? Because you tell it from all different components. Yeah, I think it's a blessing, Matt, to be able to tell stories. And I think we all should. I advise uh, everybody, ex-wife, say, write your book, baby. <laughs> write your book, write it. Because somebody else may learn from that experience. So to me, it's important, you know? And whether it's fiction, whether it's biographical, mm -hmm. whether it's taking something I read from the prophet Job and being able to translate it to somebody else so they could learn patience. Um, storytelling is, is one of the, probably one of our oldest forms of entertainment before the written word. And I'm, I'm blessed to be able to play with it as the written word, as the spoken word. And now I get to get budgets. On the big screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blow some helicopters. Yeah. Uh, several cameos and shows and, and, and movies in particular, but I wanted to know what was it like working with uh, Denzel and Russell Crowe in American Gangster? Uh, that was super cool. Working with Denzel. First of all, first of all, Denzel, if anybody could intimidate you as an actor, it's Denzel Washington. Yeah. If, if, if it was a microphone or some hip-hop, whatever. Right. I mean, whatever, D. I would have mm -hmm. bust him to the side. As a As a... I would say, as a young man trying to be an actor <laughs> against one of the greatest living actors in the world, I never felt, uh, I thought he didn't like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought like, 
Can I, get, can I do my Denzel story? You'll edit it anyway. Come on, no. all right, you good. All right, so yo, first they like, you know, he's on, he, you know, first we on set three weeks before him because they shot the movie that way, right? And so I'm cool with everybody. Now Denzel comes to set and somebody come up hitting my, my trailer. Hey, um, you want to meet Denzel? I said, yeah, yo, hell yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm a big fan of Denzel. So they take me over to his trailer and they knock and you don't open the door. They knock again, you don't <laughs> open the door. They go, oh, oh okay, we'll, we'll bring you back. So they take me back to my trailer. 30 minutes later, same thing. And now it's the end of, the end of my day, I'm about to leave. I got my car waiting and I'm like, let me just say peace to him before I go. And it don't happen. Doesn't answer. Right? Finally, there's a scene in the movie that wasn't written with my character and his character. There was no interaction of my character and his character written in the movie, all right? Um, but, but Russell had insisted that this is the scene where we interrogate him. This is the crew that brought him down. The police would all be there on his ass because this is the team that did it. And he wanted the whole team there. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't written. And so Denzel comes to the... Uh, to the set and he kind of sees it and it's like, it wasn't what it was written. So he walks away, right? And so I'm like, and I'm, t- I'm so self-conscious. Everything that's going wrong, I'm blaming myself, <laughs> right? Cause I'm like, I think at that time, Sam Jackson had an article out with how his rappers doing roles, right? And like, so I'm like, right. nobody wants me here. So then we do the scene and he doesn't really smile and, you know, doesn't even like, you know, really kind of like didn't acknowledge me. And I was just like, you know, finished the scene. I just went back to my trail. I was like, oh, man, it's crazy, right? Um, and then there was the premiere. And I'm on the line walking, got my wife. And somebody comes from behind and give me the biggest hug. And it's Denzel. And so I had a chance to say, yo, why, like, why, why you ain't smile at me or nothing? I said, yo, you a cop. I was Frank Lucas. Motherfucker was in character the whole movie. I was Frank Lucas. I didn't give two cents about you. Mm. I was like, that's a master. That's a master. And I took that wisdom. Yeah, that's a dope story. I love that. Uh, Talk to us about your five-year woo plan in the past, and then what's your five-year plan now? Yeah, so so five-year plan, the first one worked. And on on the second plan, it started close to five years ago. And, um, you know, I told, I gathered the brothers together. We do these Woo Wednesday calls. And I was like, listen, this is the play here. Real quick, I don't mean to, once a week, once a month? Once, the calls were once a week. Now they're bi-weekly okay. until a project goes. So it's, they're, bi- they're weekly calls. Okay. And at currently they're bi-weekly. Okay. Um, and so the plan was documentary first, TV series second, and then top that off with a tour. Documentary aired right here on Showtime, Shout Mike's out Showtime and Men. Docs, yeah. Uh, TV series aired Killing on it. Hulu, Bong Bong. It on Hulu. And we just announced a few weeks ago one of the biggest tours of the summer, Wu Tang and Nas. Hey, I, we, me and Nas need to be right up there with Talani when you guys come to the bowl. Oh, yeah. I, I think she got a booth. For oh, yeah, we in, gotta, I, I gotta be there. there. We I gotta there. be there. Yeah, come out to LA, yeah. My homeboy's like, yo, you know, yes, man, I heard we in there. Y'all, I always, I gotta be, I gotta make a confession. I always wanted to play the Hollywood Bowl. Really? Never played it, yo. So oh. this is gonna be uh, something special. But once again, that's the plan. That's the that's taking the steps, you know, because at one point, yo, people was making hip hop documentaries and 
it was just producers making it or, or talent making it, but didn't live it. And I just said, nobody gonna really be able to understand oh, our story. We gotta Damn. tell our own story. Right. You know, Mass Appeal with Sasha Jenkins, um, the director of the, of the documentary, he also came to me with a very compelling, because I had all these different people like pitching to do it. And Sasha was like, yo, listen, you could get them to do it, but I live hip hop too. Right. So let me, and I, t- I told my wife, I said, uh, Sasha says, she said, he's right. Let somebody who lived the culture tell the story of the culture. And that's, you know, the, you know, we got nominated for the Emmy. Mm-hmm. His work, his work showed and proved itself. You it's know what beautiful. I mean? But like you said, it's hip hop. We're all telling, that's what we're doing. We're all telling our own stories, creating our own narratives, giving other people a platform to tell their stories because they've always told our stories. And although some have done it well, like you said, none of them have really lived it. So right. who better to tell the stories than the people who actually lived it? So I've, I'm glad we're at that place. Um, coming down to the stretch, before we get to these quick hitters, one piece of advice you would give your younger self? Um, just, yeah, just don't never doubt yourself. Yeah, never doubt Plain yourself. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. <laughs> That's it. All right, quick hitters. First thing to come to mind, let us know. Stuck on an Island, three albums you bring with you. You bring Stevie Wonder, uh, any one of those. You ain't mm-hmm. gonna lose, all right? Now, I'm on an island, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you would asked me this a while ago, I would have said uh, Frank Sinatra, but I'm going to go Nat King Cole because I've been listening to his music, yo. And yeah. trust me, Nat King Cole with tequila pineapple. Yeah, it's on what? Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to bring something for my crew. Uh, it had to be a tough one, but um, just for the nostalgia of who we are. I'll probably bring, um, yeah, I'll bring 36 Chambers. I was about to say, don't even, yeah. gotta I'll bring, bring that choice. <laughs> Creating a music festival, right? Wu-Tang headlining. What three opening acts you bringing? Past or present? Past Ooh. or present? Present, let's get Kendrick Lamar yeah. in the building with the Wu-Tang. It's, it's, let's get the Kung Fu Kenny with the Kung Wu-Tang Fu clan, Kenny. We should right? expect to see that at Hollywood Bowl. I don't know if that's up your sleeve, but we should right. expect to see that in LA. And let me see, and and let me pull somebody from the past. Um, what would make sense from the past? You know what? I'm gonna keep it hip hop. And um, I don't know, I'm gonna just go to the first concert pioneers of hip hop, in my opinion, Run DMC. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know who I was thinking? Yeah. I don't know if you, Das Effects. Das Effects? Well, I, I rocked with them a few times. Yeah, 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 so I, I know. Cool. Yeah. They want effects. Yeah. That's your joint right there. Bump, stickly, bump, stickly, bump. (laughs) Yeah, that was my joint. First thing you do when you wake up, last thing you do before you go to sleep. Wow. I mean, no, honestly, the first thing I do is I pray. You know what I mean? Of course. Um, And that's the last thing you do. So, yeah, it should be the last thing you do, but, you know, I, I'm in bed every night with my wife, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. So I keep that personal. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Five films of all time, in your opinion, top five, top five films on your list. Um, I'm just going to go film. I ain't going to even go, I'm, I'm going to say Godfather. You got to have Godfather on your list. You got to have 36 Chambers on your list. Um, in all reality, you got to have... Um, you got to have Malcolm X on your list. Uh, no reality. You got to have... You got to have Star Wars on your list. Yep. And... Did I, did I say 36 Chambers already? Of course. Okay. And you got... Let me give you one. 
that you might not recognize. But I think a film, a, a film you gotta see in life. Uh, I'm gonna give you Carmen. With Carmen Do- with Dorothy Dangwich, yeah. Carmen. Yeah, check that out I'm if you haven't that seen out. that, man. Uh, I want to tell you, Iron Fist was good. We didn't get a chance to talk about that. Iron Fist was real thank good, you, man. Brother, Great thank job you. on that with Russell Crowe. But uh, I was about to ask you about another movie. I, I, it'll come back to me. If you could put one message on a billboard for the world to see, what would it be? I mean, it'd be one word. It'd be peace. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's we need it. It ain't rocket science. Yeah, it'd be one word. We need it. If they say I can do what I want, I'll put the 12 jewels on the, on the billboard. Mm-hmm. The 12 jewels are knowledge, wisdom, understanding, mm-hmm. freedom, justice, equality, food, clothing, shelter, love, peace, and happiness. Happiness, yeah. Oh, that's all. How did you like Jackie Chan's Drunken Master? Oh, that was it. Like Man, that, that was crazy, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that director, too, was he one of my favorites. Yeah. He killed so it. you got your Kung Fu library tight? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Let me see. What's, what's the new one? You seen, uh, there's a new one right now with Donnie Yen and uh, and uh, Nicholas C. Uh, hold on, look at the Rage, Rage and, Rage and Fire. I haven't seen it. I gotta see it. Check that out, yo. Yeah. They breaking backs in that. I've been, I've been, I've been running Oong Bak back. Oh, all three, all four of them. Yo, Tony Ja might be coming to America next month. Hey, he is a problem. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, yeah, you know, you know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Put a knee all in your face, man. <laughs> Yo, you know what Tony Ja did? I got a shoulder injury today. From him? From him. He threw a move. I did a movie with him. He threw a move on me, and I didn't kind of do the whole way I supposed to be. You know, I was being a little extra, like I knew what I was doing. Fucked you Crack. up. Crack. Never Hill. Oh, how long? How long ago? Yo, that movie had. It's been over six, seven years, yo. He threw a move on me. It fucked you up. It, it, it works. <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah, it works. I can stamp it. Oh man, I would love to play the kung fu movie. Uh, last question. You already told us you watched the show. If you could, if you could pick a guest to come on our show, who would it be? But you have to help us help get your guests on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he already knew the question no, no, watching the show. He no, already no, knew the question. Let me see. Let me see who who who. Y'all, I mean, first of all, y'all been having a great group of people on this show. Thank you. Look, okay. this is totally left field. Let me. It's left field, but it's. I just think. I mean, you haven't had Obama on your show, have mm-hmm. you? He smokes. Uh huh. I heard he does. <laughs> that would be dope. I heard he smokes. That would break the internet if we could roll a square. I, I, with I heard he smokes. OB. Um, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna, let's get OB. <laughs> let's on get OB, OB here, man. Yeah. Of course. That would be awesome. We're going we gonna to push that. That would be awesome. That would be incredible. Before we go, we got we something got for you, bro. Can't let you leave empty handed because we, so, we appreciate you being here. All the smoke merch. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Where can they get it, Matt? All the smoke.store. That's where you can get it. All the smoke.store. We hooked up. We had to hook you up for pulling up. Thank you. We appreciate you. Nice little sweatsuit from our 420 line. Yes. So make sure you guys check out Wu Tang American Saga coming January of 23. We all waiting. Uh, Good luck on the tour this summer, man. I'm sure we're going to be able to see you and catch up. We're going to be in the building. But thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you. Man, that's a wrap with the RZA.
You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. And that's today's mathematics. See y'all next week. Peace out. You bitches. Bong bong. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.